Join us now for Education Matters, a weekly look at the real people and real stories in education across North Carolina. Welcome to another episode of Education Matters presented by the Public School Forum of North Carolina. I'm your host, Keith Poston. A North Carolina teacher is the subject of a new documentary film called Teacher of the Year. That teacher will join us today along with the filmmakers and a professor from Wake Forest who has studied how teachers are portrayed by Hollywood. Like every week before we tackle the main topic, we open with our segment we call Headlines, a quick scan of education headlines across North Carolina and the U.S. The lawsuit filed by the State Board of Education over House Bill 17 now has a court date. On June 29th, a three-judge panel will hear arguments over the controversial bill passed in a special session in December that stripped powers from the state board and gave them to newly elected Republican State Superintendent Mark Johnson. Superintendent Johnson, who has praised the legislation, has formally joined the case in support of the bill. In the meantime, implementation of HB 17 has been stayed until the case is heard this summer. The day the music died. That's how one superintendent we spoke to described new class size guidelines that were included in last year's budget passed by the General Assembly. The new law sets smaller class sizes for grades K through three, but does not fund new positions or classroom space. So many school systems across North Carolina are warning it may force cuts in music, arts, and PE next year to comply with the guidance. Legislation has been introduced in the House to address what Representative Craig Horn, the K-12 Education Committee Chair, called an unintended consequence. It's unclear if the North Carolina Senate feels that way. Who will run the new Achievement School District slated to take over five low-performing elementary schools this fall is still up in the air. The State Board of Education set up a search committee to find a leader for the effort and reportedly more than 50 applicants came forward. But weeks after, a prom after promising a recommendation last year, there appears now to be no set timeline or even a process to select one given the recent HB 17 legislation and the lawsuits over it. We will keep you posted. Finally, another national report is out about discipline disparity in our public schools when it comes to students of color. The, student, the study by Education Week found that black students are arrested at school at disproportionately high levels. For example, here in North Carolina, black students make up 26% of the student population but account for 43% of all arrests. Researchers point to discipline disparity along racial lines as part of a troubling school-to-prison pipeline, particularly for black male students who are much more likely to be suspended or worse for the same offenses as white students. Remember, you can visit the Public School Forum's website at ncforum.org, click Education Matters, and read more about each of these headlines as well as all the other topics we cover each week. As I said at the top of the show, we're going to talk about a new documentary that features a North Carolina teacher, Angie Schioli, from Leesville Road High School in Raleigh. Here's a clip from Teacher of the Year. A scholar named John Fisk has this idea about leaky boundaries. We have all of these texts, but they're not really separate. They're not really discrete. They're leaky boundaries. So the things that come from my own lived experience are informed by things I've seen, like movies about teachers, also informed by my experiences with real teachers, my experiences as a teacher. All of these things kind of merge. And that's a really important concept in understanding how popular culture works, why popular culture is important, and how it affects our lived experience and our expectations. They're all inspirational teacher. teacher. 
Move it. I do. Inspire. So I really was kind of bridging two gaps. One, the teacher I wanted to be um, that was rather edgy and really inspiring and think outside the box. But then I also wanted to be the teacher, kind of like the teachers that inspired me that I knew personally that had had not in any way been radical. They weren't the stand on the desk kind of person or take the kids out in the woods kind of person, but just really still inspiring, you know, still really made me um, think. Um, so I was trying to kind of be both of those people, you know, the, the real people I actually saw day to day, plus the people in the movie. And here she is in the flush, Angie Sigioli, who is the uh, subject of this new documentary. And then next to her is Mary Dalton, a professor from Wake Forest, who, as I said, has studied how, we, how teachers are often portrayed in movies and television. Thanks for you being here today. Thanks Thank so you much. for having me. Well, this is exciting. Now, um, now Angie, i got to ask. Now, teaching, I know, is already a more than full-time job. And I know a little bit about what you've been doing besides the documentary. I mean, you started Red for Ed, you got involved in the North Carolina Teacher Voice Network. You've been very active outside of, you know, being a teacher every day. I mean, why do that? I mean, why get involved in, in all these projects? Well, I think it's, as Ms. Dalton uh, helped me understand, is that part of being a great teacher is having leaky boundaries. And teaching isn't a job for passionate teachers, it's a lifestyle. And I did have the benefit of kind of a privileged oblivion for a period of time in my teaching um, because uh, I was, the state of North Carolina invested in me from an early age. I got the teaching fellow scholarship. You were, you, were a, you were a teaching fellow scholar, right? Yes, okay. my first interaction with the public school forum was um, as they administered my scholarship program. But um, then they, uh, they encouraged me to get nationally board certified and they paid for me to do that. They rewarded me for getting a master's. I went to the North Carolina uh, Advancement for Teaching, Center for the Advancement mm -hmm. of Teaching. It wasn't until 2011, 2013 that I started to feel like a lot of the investment that North Carolina had provided its teachers to keep them in the classroom and excited about teaching were, were fading away and I felt that we needed to get involved and make some changes to make sure that we kept our best and brightest teachers in the classroom. Now, what about the documentary itself? I mean, why sort of why put yourself out there? I mean, I've seen I haven't seen the, the entire documentary yet myself. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to seeing the whole thing. Right. Um, but I mean, you're you're kind of putting yourself out for everyone to see. Well, I I guess I have leaky boundaries in every sense, <laughs> <laughs> as a lot of modern Americans seem to. I guess with the rise of social media, but. I, I just felt like it was a good story that needed to be told, and I really want to have a more nuanced conversation about teaching. And you can't have that until you really show people what teaching actually is like on a day-to-day -day basis and what it looks like behind the scenes, and as well as in the front of the classroom. We, we see a lot of in front of the classroom in the movies and um, in popular culture, but even as a student, I, it never occurred to me what my teachers were doing after the bell ring. Right. Well, that's a great segue to you, Mary. You've, um, um, you've written a couple books. I think we'll actually show them on the screen. I guess, as they say, can be fine wherever fine books are sold, right. including, <laughs> including Amazon, um, uh, uh, that really focuses on, uh, I think, what, you've, what I've read, um, as you see, is a sort of a skewed, a warped view of what real teachers are like, teachers like Angie. Mm -hmm. Well, part of that, the constraints of the medium. You have a couple of hours with a film. You have various episodes with other storylines on TV. So it's not going to be realistic in that way. But it's skewed in other ways. For the first 
large portion of the history of film and of television, teachers were ideal figures, the hero teacher. There were other teachers who were foils for those, but the dominant image we took away was the hero. And that's what Angie's talking about, the preconception she had about to be a good teacher, who she had to be. In the last 15 years or so, alongside the rise of accountability and No Child Left Behind and Common Core, we've seen a deprofessionalization of teaching, and we've seen the models of teachers in popular culture really decline. They're always disgruntled or burned out or coarse or childish. Right. They're not these heroes anymore. You're right. I mean, obviously, like I like a comedy as much as anyone, <laughs> but it, but it does seem like um, there's a lot of when you, if you're doing something about principals or teachers, right. whatever, you know, there it's about something about how you know unprofessional they are, Absolutely. or how unhappy they are, or bring, or you know, like I think you said hacks. Yes, incompetent or mean buffoons. Those are the dominant forms, and when that happens, because of those leaky boundaries, that does inform our preconceptions. And I'm not saying that either of these things necessarily, uh, you know, they arose separately, but because they arose together, they reinforce one another, the negative portrayals and the deprofessionalization of the profession. Right, well, we're gonna show the, uh, the book covers on the screen right now. Um, so the Hollywood curriculum is one and screen lessons. So um, interesting stuff. Now, um, Angie, you've obviously um, been working with Mary on the documentary and, and know what she's written about. I mean, do you feel, I guess, why does it matter? I mean, it's a movie, it's TV. Do you think it matters um, in terms of uh, how the public views your profession? Absolutely. I also think it really, what, what Mary is talking about, I didn't realize I was trying to live up to a standard that I saw in the movies until I participated in this documentary. And then what I also realized is that once we create heroes and hacks, then we, we set up the heroes that, well, they're just exceptional. And through pure charisma and enthusiasm and passion, they can just solve it. And we therefore don't have to create structures and systems of support, of, um, of helping them in their professional development and invest in them. It's almost like, well, we're just gonna wait for the cowboy to show up and save the day. Right. And uh, it's not really realistic. Right. And that's a model of teaching that we need to uh, set aside for something that's true of the movies but isn't true of real life and and I found that I really had to create ways in my own teaching of you know this isn't sustainable right. how am I going to do this 24 years into it and bring the same passion to the work but at the same time um, realize that it can't be like the movies every day. Well we're gonna we're gonna talk to the filmmakers next thank you both for being here and we'll get into them about how people can fi can find this film but when we come back um, with the filmmakers, we're going to talk about that. First, as we go to break, see if you can answer this question. What is the most common experience level for a North Carolina teacher? correctly answer less than one year? That's right, the single largest group of North Carolina teachers, 7.2%, are in their first year of teaching, and actually more than 25% overall have less than five years in the classroom. Our next two guests are the filmmakers behind Teacher of the Year. They are Jay Cork, 
uh, who is a uh, filmmaker and chief design officer at Large Productions, and next to him is Rob Phillips, um, also with at Large Productions, and I should point out a current teacher at Leesville Road High That's School right. as well. Which is a, a, this is my kind of show. We've got all everyone on the show is a teacher or a former teacher. Jay, yes, you were a teacher as well. So, all right, let me start uh, first with you, Jay. How did the idea of a, of a documentary um, start in the first place? Sure, so uh, Rob and I were both teaching at Leesville Road High School when we started this project. And uh, the idea came with uh, some of Rob's reading around the impact of uh, Hollywood teachers on real teachers. So we started with this sort of big idea of how does that happen? And then uh, we, we, we decided to focus on Angie largely because um, you know, we thought going in depth with one teacher would be a better way to show some of these impacts than several teachers. Right. Now, um, so, how did you, so how did you decide on Angie? I mean, picking one, but I mean, obviously y'all were teaching together at that point, but uh, why, why Angie? Well, Angie and I are, were colleagues, first of all, and of course Jay as well at the time. And um, the great thing is that she's an awesome teacher and she had a great reputation. She's also completely willing to be open and honest and uh, that really she gave us complete freedom. She just said, you know, whatever you do, just tell the truth. And we tried to honor well, that's that why I asked her. She's really, she does. She really puts herself out there. Absolutely. She truly does. And she's one of the most authentic, genuine subjects I think you could ever hope for. And she's, her willingness and, uh, to be open and honest and to share has been just a blessing for us. So. That's great. Uh, so Je how, how is this funded? I mean, obviously, you, 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 you had an idea, but it, it takes um, cash. Yeah, it does take cash. Um, so I guess the first uh, monies came from our own pocket. And um, pretty quickly after we started production, we, we realized we were going to need some help in terms of funding. So we did a um, initial Indiegogo campaign. And even before that, we just had people donate directly to our uh, sort of a PayPal button. And we initially just needed to raise money to get a camera, some microphones, some editing software, you know, workstation. And then as the film has progressed, um, you know, we, we've realized that we need costs to cover uh, post-production. So we need money to cover post-production. So we've um, Recently set up a Kickstarter fund, uh, fund to, to help us with that. Let me give, going on. All right, let me give you a chance to plug the website, yeah. teacheroftheyearfilm.com. Yes, that's correct. All right, and you can find that on our website, too. So that's the place that you can find it if you want to support the film right. financially. You can also find out how to see it, because um, I want to make sure that we mention it's going to be premiering um, in the 1st of March, uh, actually at a conference that, um, that our previous guest, Mary Dalton, is helping put together, right? Right, that's exactly right. So Mary's uh, conference, or the conference that uh, Wake Forest is hosting, that, that in large part she's coordinating, um, is where the premiere will be. And uh, some other scholars that are going to be in the film, like, for instance, Dr. Robert Bowman, um, who's going to, I think, deliver the keynote address on the night before the screening. It's just there's so many opportunities to, for people to learn about these, these big ideas that we became fascinated with. And... Uh, we're so grateful we got to work with these wonderful right. folks. So you can go to you can go to that website, teacheroftheyearfilm.com, or of course the ncforum.org, our right. website about the show. We'll have all these links for people. Um, now I'm going to ask both of you this. I'll ask you first, Jay. You, you make a documentary. Obviously, it might be something you're interested in, but you, I would assume that you want to accomplish something. Yeah. I mean, what do you hope to accomplish with this documentary? Well, I think first and foremost, we want to tell a good story. And um, I think uh, our, our thinking is, if you tell a good story and you're honest in your approach to that story. It's, it's very much like teaching. You know, um, a documentary is sort of pure inquiry, right? You start with a question, and you explore that question. And so our question is, what happens when a real teacher tries to be a Hollywood hero? And we try to really stay true to that question. And so um, we, you know, we, we want people to be entertained. We want people to be interested in that story. And then 
uh, we hope that it will facilitate some dialogue about what teachers really do. Right. And if we can, you know, sort of, uh, Roger Ebert called a, a movie an empathy machine. Right? <laughs> so if we can, if we line. can increase empathy around Angie's life in particular, and uh, by extension, other teachers, I think we've we've done our job. What do you think? Is it saying anything? And also, things that are maybe in the documentary that you um, think people don't probably know or don't really understand. Absolutely. I mean, I've been teaching now almost 20 years, not, not quite as long as Angie. And um, I would say that the thing that I would hope most, I'm sort of piggybacking on what Angie said during her segment, was nuanced discussion. We, we really need people to see the truth and to see the honest reality of what education actually is and, and what teachers really do in the classroom. And if we can be a small part of that discussion, that dialogue, then we feel like we've accomplished it. And of course, as Jay said, we want people to have fun. I mean, it, we think it's a fun film and uh, has a lot of surprises I don't think that uh, people will expect. So that's... This, um, this notion that, um, that Mary was talking about, about how Hollywood portrays teachers, is that something you were already aware of, something you thought about when you went into it? You know, not to the, to the degree or the extent that, that we um, discovered through the film. And I think that's another reason why the film kind of lives and, and isn't sort of uh, dead on the vine, is that we were discovering along with Angie, right? And, and as we edited, our notions about these things developed as well. So Rob was certainly a lot more uh, versed in that idea than I was um, at the beginning of the film. And, and, and I, I learned a lot about it. So. I guess final thoughts on, um, on, on the document. Is there, is, is there one thing that you, you hope people take away from it if, if they don't take anything else away when they see the film? Um, that good teaching oftentimes comes out of mistakes. That oftentimes the best teachers are the ones that are willing to take the risks, that are willing to fail, that are willing to make mistakes. Um, and we have to make sure that we allow teachers, especially given the, the factoid that you shared early on in the segment, we got a lot of young teachers, right. and if they don't feel like they can make mistakes, how can they grow and change? I mean, J Angie and I have both realized as veteran teachers that um, real teaching, you really start to sort of hone your craft around year 10 or so. Um, and we need more veteran teachers, because once we retire, yeah. who's going to fill the ranks? That's awesome. Thank you both for yes, being sir. here. Thanks for doing this. It sounds like a love letter to the teaching profession. It and, really is. And you know what? They need it. Yes, they sir. need it. That's so true. thanks so much. After the break, this week's Leadership Spotlight. Each week, Education Matters spotlights individuals demonstrating exceptional leadership in education in North Carolina based on nominations from you, our viewers. This week, we spotlight Jim Argent, principal at Nightdale High School of Collaborative Design in Nightdale here in the Raleigh area. Leadership Spotlight is presented by the NC STEM Center, strategies that engage minds. We wanted to redesign our school to something that was gonna be unique and something that would be a model for what high schools could be moving forward. So what we did is we did a, a year-long research study into what could a high school be. And we landed on three primary aspects that would drive our redesign. Uh, the first was to be relationship-oriented. Students, uh, high school students in general, may not want to be told they're loved, but they want to feel loved. The second thing we wanted to do was to create a mindset of excellence and to have students believe themselves. 
The third aspect was to create an innovative environment. How can we get away from desks and rows and really make students the active participants and not the passive recipients of their education? So students are receptive to the change and they are, they are getting to a point where they are becoming uh, uh, stewards of, of what's going on here and becoming uh, strong representatives of the positive atmosphere that we're trying to build here at Nightdale High School. Once you build the spaces, then you have to change your teaching methodology. You have to train your teachers on how to utilize that methodology. He has empowered us to feel not just as teachers or cogs in a wheel of a school, but as individuals who can strongly represent what education should be. Our discipline referrals are at, were cut in half after year one and then cut in half again this year. Uh, the, the fact that we are, our absences and tardies are down by almost 50%. We have students in class. We just finished our first semester testing and we have the highest testing rate that we've ever had. Students are coming and, and wanting to engage. Those, all of those metrics look beautiful. And the thing that I'm most proud of is, is not only the drive that the students have, but the drive that our teachers have to build relationships with these students and help them reach their goals so that they can be successful adults. If you know someone who deserves to be recognized, please visit our website, ncforum.org, click Education Matters, and you'll find a link to nominate someone in your community. After the break, this week's final word. I had never really thought much about how Hollywood portrays teachers until I talked with today's guests earlier this week about why they made the documentary. They said Hollywood either portrays teachers as heroes or hacks. There's no middle ground. And if the teacher is a hero, more likely than not, they are someone who comes in from the outside of the system, red cape flapping in the breeze to save students from a ragtag bunch of teachers, hacks who are just phoning it in. Now, I had so many wonderful teachers growing up in Fayetteville. Actually, over the weekend while our show was on with Governor Roy Cooper, I received a Facebook message from one of my junior high school teachers, Ms. Snellgroves. Now, she recognized me as one of her former eighth grade math students at Douglas Bird Junior High School. I messaged her back telling her that she was a great teacher, but I feared I was already a lost cause when it came to math by the time I got to her. Of course, she replied back like a teacher would. She said she recalled that I was a fine student and everyone has different gifts. Now, all of my teachers had a positive impact on me in some way. Some pushed me to do things I didn't think I could do. Some introduced me to new things, like public speaking and debate, that ended up shaping my future career. But you know what? None of them flew into the school in a Superman outfit. I don't remember a single one of them le leaping up on top of their desk and dramatically reading poetry to thrill the class. And while there are many great teachers who come into the profession through some alternate path or as a, se a second career, Fact is, nearly all of my teachers grew up right here in North Carolina wanting to be a teacher and went to one of our state's many great colleges and universities and learned how to be a teacher. And that's exactly what they did for 25 or more years. Now that may sound like a boring script if you're looking for the next summer blockbuster, but give me those real life dedicated professionals who changed my life, changed my daughter's life any day over some larger than life character in a movie script. They are all heroes to me. Now, please visit the website, teacheroftheyearfilm.com. You can find out more about where to see the film uh, and how to support it. 
That's it for this week's Education Matters. Next week, we're going to explore the debate over school calendars. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week.